0: I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We're here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health scare. Uh, yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. That is... Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. Uh, Well, we certainly believe in testing, but I... Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, we've got our deadly disease. Now, we just have to blame it on something that's in every household. Something that people are a little bit afraid of already. House cat flu is coming, people. The Center for Disease Disinformation predicts with some degree of probability that the house cat flu might spread in the following hypothetical outbreak pattern. So, Petter, beware. That warm body on your lap just might be ready to destroy your tender fiddles. springfielders are advised to stay tuned for more information if they experience any of the following symptoms mild thirst occasional hunger tiredness at night
1: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to no boundaries podcast where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings Please remember to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app, on SoundCloud, on Google Play, um, Amazon Music. I don't know what it is that you do on Spotify, but please go and do that. Back for the holidays, it's tracksuit Javito and the historical honcho coming in your earlobes. No pun intended. That just sounded nasty.
2: That sounded disgusting. That sounded but nasty.
1: Hey, Ugh.
2: If you into the, if you into that type of freaky shit, then, you know. What I what, won't
1: judge. what page of Pornhub are you on?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you definitely like oh you definitely deep back in there on page fifty seven or some on some weirdo shit in the some fetish section
1: weirdo shit for real. Uh,
2: yeah yeah yeah. We don't judge, man. This is the No Boundaries podcast. What episode is this? One ninety seven. One ninety seven. Yeah yeah yeah. One ninety seven. This is a no judgment zone. Yes, we may be critical of the stupidity that plagues the nation. But, you know, hey, <laughs> when you see ignorance, sometimes you just you just got to talk about it. That's what we do.
1: Man. OK, before we get too deep into anything, let me tell you about this ignorance that I've seen because I'm, I'm back on Facebook now. And it might have been the dumbest thing I've ever decided to do. So this, this <sighs> woman that, that works that used to work with my mom. She posts this um, these these poll results. They said, um, "Should President Trump concede to Joe Biden?" One hundred ninety thousand said no. Two thousand said yes. And I said, "So there are three hundred thirty million people in the country. One percent is about three point three million. So you're telling me." not even 1% of the country took this poll and you're like touting this as like a huge historical fact of see a lot of people feel like this this election was a sham. Let me tell you something. Every election is a sham. You just got out sham. You just met the sham God. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a sports reference for y'all that, that they keeping up. But uh, Hey man, <laughs> it, it's sad that we just live in a time period where people just can't take an L. no matter how that L comes, especially political ills. I mean, this you just got to take them, man. I, I just I, I don't see no I see no way of bouncing back from this. I do I can't say that. In a sense, this is gonna leave a bad taste in people's mouths for for a while and maybe it may come out in the next election that you know some you somebody going somebody gonna become supreme sham god next time but I mean that's what it's gonna have to be uh we, we live we live in a time period where honestly if you're not cheating you're not winning so you, exactly because I mean they, they they said for the last four years that man cheated to get where he was you know they turn around possibly do the same thing well, Next, next, this next go round, it's finna, it's finna be a, it's finna be a chess match. It's finna be a chess match. Who who gonna pull the, who gonna pull the fast one? Um, who gonna pull the fast one? That's, that's, that's the least detectable. That's what it all comes down to. It's that prestige. It's like, you, you know, you know, it's not real. You know, it's a magic trick, but you know, damn, how did he set it up though? That's what it's all about. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So, uh, yeah, I, it's, It's weird times we live in, but, you know, I don't, I don't, I like, I like that at the end of the day, as a man, I really feel like that's something I can do without walking away, you know, acting like an unruly child or like a little bitch or something like, you know, if I, if I, if I lose, I lose. That's, That's me personally. I really wish that that was the dynamic for most men across the board. But as you see, we're going, we're going into a time period where, a lot more people are just are just really soft and bitch made. So, you know, that 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 that, that reflects on our president as well. I, I feel I I feel I feel the pain. I feel like that's a big position to lose. I mean I feel like if you got if you got cheated in an NBA championship, deliberately cheated or you felt you got cheated, yeah, you're gonna feel some type of way. But once again, you just gotta you just gotta you kinda gotta accept it. If you can't provide Legitimate evidence about what you're saying, then you just kind of just gotta uh, tap gloves and hug it out. That's it. But anyways, man, I, and I really don't feel like today's episode is is really even to, gonna be deep, really, bro. Like for a lot for a lot of y'all that've been keeping up since 2016, we every now and then we put out a we put out an episode that. Is a uh, pays homage to the to the great rap group that we all love uh, that goes by the Migos, and uh, we have this we have these segments where we call them culture, and I believe we have two two out there already culture one and culture two. Culture one was more along the lines of trying to truly understand what it is what it means to be what does what culture mean and we tried to establish that on culture one, culture two, we just dive into it, and we we talk about how we felt about the culture at the time, and with well, culture three, that's what we're going to do now. Um, so once again, if you've been around since 2016, and, and you know what's up, uh, it, it, you know, you should find this episode enjoyable. Um, do you know what, Counterculture is, Jay?
1: Count to me, my my understanding of counterculture is basically just going against the 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 norm as a sign of being different. As a sign of this is my culture. My culture is going against the norm. That could be wrong, but that's my understanding.
2: That's a hundred percent spot on. That's right. Um, I mean, counterculture is it, uh, counterculture was established in the 60s. You know, uh, you know, mo- it, you say you got the right definition, but when most people or even historians talk about counterculture, they like to talk about the 60s because before the 60s, before the civil rights movement, before the hippie movement, there was, We can we can actually say that there was a time in America where Without a doubt, pretty much all of your media, all of your content, all of your ideals were seen as traditional, or conservative ideals, so on and so forth. Meaning, back in the six, before the sixties, we would probably consider that content wholesome. You would see things on TV like, you know leave it to beaver. You would see, you know, little house on the prairie. Mm -hmm. You would see the, I love Lucy. You wouldn't see a lot of promiscuity on TV, a lot of sexual sexuality on TV. It was fairly wholesome. It was, it was to the point of where, in my opinion, what they considered hardcore rock, was laughable compared to what you have now. You know, like people got to remember that Elvis Presley was breaking barriers simply because he was thrusting his hips. My guy. <laughs> Megan out here with a whole, whole whole ass out right now.
1: Whole ass. And y'all
2: was whole ass out. I'm talking about you can be on Facebook and accidentally stumble stumble on somebody with a, a whole vagina just out like, that's everyday content today. And once again, we're talking about pre-counterculture. We're talking about America being built on the foundation of what we today probably would consider as wholesome, traditional, and once again, like, so on and so forth. Like, that that's what it was. It's to the point where a lot of people don't know this, but the Brady Bunch... Was actually seen as counterculture. You know why? Tell me why. It was based. It was based on the fact that one, you know, that was you know, the parents, the way the parents came together was something that was seen as abnormal, based on the fact that you you had a, a, a you had you know, two people you had a you had the you really had the first sense of what it would be like to have be in a blended family. Based on the fact that you probably have a divorcee, you probably have, uh, you know, somebody that lost their wives or whatever. Because back in that time period, it was taboo. But before that, it was taboo to be a single mom. It was taboo to even be a single dad. Because once again, family was such a prevalent thing before the '60s. But by the time the '60s came, they still tried to keep that image of family. But they started to change what it what a family looked like. That's why, even if you watched Bewitched, like it was so interesting to see how Samantha, the main one of the main characters, was presented as this this homely woman that was trying that was trying to be courted by her husband. And like, if you ever watched the pilot episode, it just gave you such a feeling of, wow, like the patriarch was definitely well alive. Like I get what they're saying when they, when they try to combat the patriarchy. But once again, we're talking about the sixties here. I do. I definitely believe that that structure of the patriarchy died probably like in the eighties. Cause I believe once counterculture set in, so much inclusivity started, and so many moments of breaking barriers started. To where I honestly believe one of the rare reasons why I wanted to have this episode was I wanted to, I, I basically believe that you really have to look at today's culture and fit, like, wonder what are people 40 years from now, how are they going to see us? So that's my main question today. Like, how do you think the kids. How do you think our grandkids are going to see this generation, meaning the last 10 years, 2010 to 2020? Like, how do you think people are going to watch TV and they're going to be like, huh? So that's what they was doing. Like, how do you think they're going to view that in, in, you know, 15 to 20 years? That's, and that doesn't feel like a long time, but it's a long time.
1: Actually, it doesn't feel like a long time because it isn't a long time. Like I've been I've been out of college for for a decade now. And, the, and it doesn't feel like it's been that way. And then to your point, when 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 we think about even into the nineties, when you think about Full House and you think about um step by step and family matters, the biggest problem they had to deal with, maybe drugs. Maybe they maybe that was their serious episode. Oh, such and such and not even drugs, it's probably such and such smoked weed.
2: And now we're full on about to legalize marijuana across the nation.
1: We're about to legal, and I watched um, a million little things uh, this morning catching up. It, it that that show deals with suicide. It deals with um, extramarital affairs. It deals with um, homosexual children. Like <laughs> way beyond just Bruh. dealing with you know, hey, you know, whoever I, I don't even remember the characters in Step by Step or whatever, you know. Hey, he smoked weed and came home high or or something like that. Like, and, and it's, it's, it's the progression of our culture for sure, because like smoking weed isn't a, isn't a huge deal anymore.
2: And hold on, just, just so people can like, kind of get where we are coming from on that, you know, step-by-step family matters, you know, those shows were, you know, those TGIF, the ABC family night shows that that was, that was, uh, I want to say from like 1990 to 1998, yeah. so you're talking you're talking less than a qu- quarter of a century ago like that's less than 25 years ago and, and their biggest problems was weed or getting bullied or even literally talking about sex homosexuality I don't think homosexuality peaked into any of those episodes and once again you're talking 25 years and those shows were number one TV shows bro Bruh. number one
1: uh, TJF4 was was see TV?
2: must see must see
1: that's and so it's kind of like all right for for our kids like where where are they what are they gonna see where 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 what is my non-existent child gonna see in 15 years like what's what's gonna be the norm for them like are are, are people gonna be getting killed in commercials between the prices right and the young and the restless like what where's the advancement going because honestly i i don't see the range being pulled back any What is what is the reason to slow down? I watched um, this this little short on Netflix. Um, Was it in case something happens? I love you where they kind of talk about a school shooting. It was just like 12 minutes. But at the same time, now we're we're I'm not saying making light of, but it's like we're acknowledging school shootings in our in our programming. I know Grey's Anatomy and um, Law and Order SVU. They take those quote unquote, rip from the headline topics and they turn them into shows, which is a brilliant strategy, mm-hmm. by the way, because you'll always have something going on. Like you always have, always a show. have content. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like, you know, and as we continue to progress as a society, when um, I've seen um, recently, like the first transgender had been elected to the Senate or something like that. And we again, the, the legalization of marijuana, the decriminalization of using drugs. Was actually something that was big in this election too. I, I can't remember exactly which state. I, I want to say it was probably Oregon. But those people that are in jail for using drugs are, are that's, that's, be, that's not a crime anymore. They're just, they're taking you out and they're putting you in the rehab. So the drug culture, the NBA is not tested for marijuana this season. So drug culture mm-hmm. is advancing and it's becoming more of a norm. So what else, what else are we can, and we're in this society where it's, it's normalized this and normalize that and normalize this and normalize that. And, and this is, and when I say this, I know this is just coming from me. And I know that I understand that societal pressures are different on different people when they're saying, you know, normalize not getting married till you're in your thirties, normalize not having kids until you're in your thirties, normalize not buying a house until you're in your thirties, all of these things. And you're telling this shit to the public, but really you should be talking to the people who are quote unquote, oppressing you. Your family members are saying, oh, how come you ain't got a man? Or you make all this money, how come you haven't bought a house? How come you haven't done this? How come you haven't did that? You're projecting that onto the public when you really need to turn around and look at the people who's actually projecting that on you.
2: Oh yeah, 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 definitely, Um, man. You got, I had so many thoughts when you were just talking. Just, you know, (laughs) look, we always, I've said this before in the episode. You you said the word advancement, which was, which was interesting because, you know, they say advancing, they say advancement. Some people say progressing. And I I asked this question before it's like, when is enough, when is it enough progression? because once again we're talking about less than 25 years ago you could look on a TV you can look on the TV screen and for the most part you can you could you can argue that you can you can divvy up shows by the content of their their TV the TV audience rating like you knew what you were gonna get was mature PG13 and blah 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 but I'd argue today that, it's really hard to tell what is for a mature audience anymore, meaning should a 14-year-old be watching this versus, like, should my 9-year-old nephew be watching this? Am I supposed to be watching this? Like, for sure, for sure, our TV programming has shaped the culture in ways that I would have never imagined. And it's baffling because I was in the store the other day and I was, you know, just trying to get out of it. I was trying to get something real fast. But it, I was behind this this parent and her daughter, I believe. And I realized that her daughter wasn't paying attention. So I, was, I wasn't I able to, I, I wanted to run their ass over, but I didn't. <laughs> but her daughter was on the phone on TikTok. And I'm on everything I love, bro. I really couldn't tell what. The daughter was watching, but I, I couldn't tell who the daughter was watching. But I could tell what the daughter was watching, and from what I saw, from being less than a foot, like less than two feet away, I know for a fact that it was some rap content with some chick shaking their ass. And when I say this girl was no more than ten years old, it just blew my mind because in that moment, I know I not only felt old, but I finally felt what it feel it what it would it how, how I. I could imagine at that point how our parents felt, you know, 20 years ago, when they just heard us talk, listening to something that had cursing in it. And I'm like, oh, I get it now, because if once it was a point of time where you were just, you were just, you were skeptical of what cursing would do to the the child's mind, but now y'all have progressed or advanced to the point where y'all ain't even really tripping about the cursing no more, bro. I could walk into a, a a store in the mall now and they probably not even playing the edited versions of music, bro. They don't give a damn. They got full on Uzi vert on that bitch just cussing. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, this is where we are? Like, we're, we're, like, what do we consider as explicit now? Because I'm confused due to the fact that you then you, then you also brought up transgenderism, which I'm currently I'm reading this book And um, y'all might not have caught that uh that what what Jay said earlier, but um, he watched a short on Netflix, and what was the name of that short again?
1: In case something happens, I love you.
2: And exactly, real good short, twelve minutes. It's, I feel like, it wouldn't really bother me if they showed that in schools as a way to like just get people to understand the severity of a school shooting, although I do believe that I blame school shootings on the media because, remember, American media is the enemy of the people. And the way American media sensationalizes one school shooting that may happen in a span of three years, you would imagine, you would think to yourself that school shootings are happening in America every day, but then you have people right now asking, we, we ain't had a school shooting in a minute. They're jokingly saying it, but they're not realizing the fact that the matter is. Even if we had one right now, the media wouldn't give a shit because it's not time to sensationalize it yet. We still need to talk about rigged elections, COVID-19, and racism. That's the hot topic right now. Mad, a mass shooting just isn't enough because, like I said, there was a mass stabbing in Canada not too long ago, and it really didn't get much airplay. There was a there was a, a hu- there was a smuggling thing that occurred in Houston where they found out it was 25 immigrants being held hostage in a house, and I guarantee you that's going to be a a minor blurb in another week, and in the week after that, you're not even going to know about it, because once again, American media, corporate media is only going to focus on things that they can sensationalize, and that's going to bring the money. It's the hot topic. It's going to get their ratings up. It's going to keep your attention. So once again, in my honest opinion, I think that 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 little short is worth watching, based on the fact that it, it it gives you it gives you a little bit more of a mindset of you know it's not just about sending thoughts and prayers it's about realizing like you know this this could be you at any given time and even even if you don't think that just imagine this is an interesting way to see it and it it didn't it wasn't graphic but the reality was like you just don't know and that and in my honest opinion that could happen in any in any Western, in any Western society, like anywhere in Western, it could happen. In it, it can happen in the UK. It could happen in America. It can happen anywhere. So I thought that was a a beautiful short, and I like I like I like shorts. So, but that's one thing. But also, like I said, uh, I'm reading this book. Well, actually, I'm not reading the bu- reading the book. Uh, ever since uh, Jay put me on audiobooks, so I've been trying to be an audiobook. So, I always laugh at the fact that it was a point of time where I didn't like them, and then I felt really. I felt really sophisticated and intelligent when I look at my bookshelf and I'm like, hell yeah, I got books. And then I'm like, you know what? <laughs> the books just get dusty and it's just taking us space. <laughs> now I got 10 books in my phone. But, anyways, but
1: the, the, the uh, uh, and I'm, I'm one of those weirdos that like, I can, I can go work out with an audiobook. Like I don't necessarily I need motivational music to get me pumped or anything. And I actually feel like I focus different when I'm listening to a pot, an intellectual podcast or an audio book. Like, I don't feel like I'm in a rush and I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm actually making the, the, the mind muscle connection while I'm working out, but go ahead.
2: Oh, no, no, I, I agree. Uh, I was listening. I was, I actually listened to this book, you know, when I was like stretching this morning by 10, 15 minutes, it's called irreversible damage. The transgender craze seducing our daughters. It's by Abigail Schreier. And, um, you know, basically she just, uh, the reason I got this book is because I saw that Ellen Page had came out as a, as a him, him. I think she's a, she's a him. That's what she says. Him.
1: Yeah. He, she, yeah. She identifies as him and they now, which him and they, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the pluralness. And unless, I'm, I'm, I mean, unless you're still, unless you're still embodying, the the ideology that Ellen still exists and it's not only just Elliot now because if you're fully Elliot him he his you know those are your pronouns in, in my personal opinion but again that's a community that I have no uh, no dealings with or no understanding of so I can't sit here and tell you
2: what to be I'm gonna just let the book do the talking for me if you're interested in the length of transgenderism. So far this book is it seems like it's going in the right direction. Uh, I can't swear by it just yet, but due to the fact that the LGBT community pretty much gets the gold pass to do whatever they want and they're this oppressed community that that goes un that can you know basically they're untouchable. I'm gonna just leave it at that. But um I do believe transgenderism is, is one of those things in modern society that I never saw it coming. And that's one of those that's one of those cultural things that when I'm looking when when our kids are growing up, obviously our kids growing up 20, 20 years from now, they're probably going to have transgender acquaintances and they're they're not going to think anything of it. And then when they see it on TV, they're going to be like, "Okay, yeah." But I do I do believe that at some point if they're like any of us And they want to go back a little bit further, like me when I'm watching Twilight Zone, or if I go back and watch Malcolm in the Middle, or if I decide to watch older episodes of The Simpsons or something like that. I'm gonna, you know, those things are going to reflect the culture of the times. Just like I said, if you watch the pilot episode of Bewitched, you're going to laugh. Like, you're gonna be like, wow, really? Like, I was watching, I was watching old episodes of Fat Albert. I watched about three episodes and and you talk about, you know, you're talking about a show that was I believe prominent in the in the mid 70s to early 80s. I think it ran like four or five seasons. And once again, one of their biggest issues then was drugs and bullying. And you're talking about I mean, obviously I think racism probably came up, you know, in an episode I didn't see, but just the way they spoke the 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 listening to Bill Cosby narrated in like a, a language that to us is totally foreign. It's like, why y'all talking like that? Like we don't we I don't think that when I even was growing up I heard that that vernacular like, hey man, that's a cool cat, man. Oh, you jiving. I'm like like that like I grew up in the nineties and that wasn't the lingo. No. That lingo died at least ten years before me, once again, showing that's how quickly the culture just changes and transitions, and like right now, in my honest opinion, I, I really I could probably bump into somebody from from New Mexico right now, and probably wouldn't even know they was from New Mexico, just based on the fact that I feel like everybody kind of talk is, is getting to the point of talking to the same, like. You can run into somebody from Boston and New York and probably California and they have like distinct ways of speaking. And obviously if you're from somewhere else and you run into a Texan or somebody from Louisiana, you'll probably be able to tell the difference. But there's getting to a point where you you're getting to the point where like a lot of people are just beginning to just kind of mesh and melt in together. So I, I bet it's really hard for a person to just look at the appearance of someone and be like, Oh, they from this region That's just, and I've been saying that for the last four years now. I believe that social media has made it easy for everybody to pretty much just, they just copy whatever's hot. So you could be dressed one way and think to yourself, damn, if I'm in New York, I'm going to look funny because I don't know how they dress, but that's not the truth. Because nine times out of 10, you probably dress like somebody from New York now. Because remember when we was growing up and you was somebody like, oh, you might have a homeboy that wanted to dress like Dipset. and You knew he was dressing like he was from Dipset because you're like, bro, we don't dress like that out here. You know what I'm saying? So they stuck out.
1: Even even in in 2000, when when Nelly in the Midwest was hot, like the jerseys being on backwards and you wearing the headbands and and everything, that was definitely a Midwest thing. South, we were we were the tall tees and and stuff like that. And I I, I want to say had. I want to say Air Forces that that might be a South thing. I, I think that might even be a New York thing if I'm.
2: That's one of those. That's one of those things that had a cultural imprint that probably that probably hit probably seventy percent of the nation. You probably had your your one-off areas that probably weren't in the Air Forces, but for the most part, when 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 Nelly once Nelly made Air Forces mainstream, I'm pretty sure you can go anywhere and see Air Force. But before then, I probably couldn't tell you. We know Timberlands are unique to the north. Right. I mean, it just don't get cold like that, you know, down south. So Cassius ain't wearing Timberlands like like that. But up north, Timberlands are Timberlands, like you probably still have a few of those things that have their unique imprints in their regions. But I'd argue that grills at a point of time was a Southern thing. Shit. I see football players wearing grills that ain't never been to the South. Yeah. You know, and, but once again, that's just, that's, that's how it is though. So once again, when I think of culture and I think of today's culture to get to the point when I'm thinking of today's culture, my mind still tells me that we've gone too far. We've gone too far when we, when we are trying so hard to include everyone and everything and to normalize everything and everyone and anything. I, def- I believe today's culture can be summed up in whatever you can do to get attention, do it. I think that that's, that is today's culture. And it's it's pretty sad because that's one of the things that makes me hate Twitter so much is because I think that there are some highly intelligent people out there that will stoop to the lowest of levels levels in order to 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 be like Howard Stern because you know Howard Stern was considered a, a shock jock. Yep. He'd say the most rambunctious shit because he got good ratings.
1: And people and are going to tune in. Is, let me let me see what craziness he gonna say today.
2: That's the whole world. That's the whole. He, that's the whole Twitter now.
1: He's, he's interviewing porn stars. This guy's crazy. Who does this? Who who acknowledges who acknowledges these people as as being humans? And he's interviewing them on 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 syndicated radio, and it's like, oh my god, it's crazy. And now we have the you know normalized sex work movement. Like you know, it's just the, the progression. Everybody has only fans, men and women alike. It's like, hey, I can I can sell my sexuality openly and not you know on a craigslist back page anymore or oh you know i live in nevada you know kind of where you know sex work has always been a thing so it's, it's more it's more mainstream now and and like you right. said when people are aren't are doing things to stand out they're doing things for attention and i think those are two different things because you can be doing stuff because that's just who you are and you can be doing stuff to stand out to gain attention and I had this conversation with my mom because, you know, I I started growing my hair like three years ago, three and a half years ago. I was like, yeah, I'm 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 done with the all even. I'm I'm gonna grow it out. I'm gonna throw some curls in it, whatever. And she's like, you know, oh, I miss when you had your hair cut. I miss when you had your hair cut, you know. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool, but I don't I don't feel that fits me anymore. But I also see a lot of people, a lot of a lot of black people, if we're just going to be frank about it, that are, you know, going going natural. And it's not to benefit the health of their hair, but it's to it's to stand out. It's to be like, oh, well, you know, you have to accept me in your corporate world as my hair grows out of my head, which I agree. But you're doing it for the attention. You're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it to make a statement. And I and I think. That's wrong. Do it for yourself. And if it happens to make a statement, it makes a statement. But don't make a statement just to, to try to make yourself stand out. Because a lot of millennials are going to try to make that statement and then holler, woe was me, I'm being oppressed, I got fired because, you know, of my hair. No, you got fired because you show up late every day and then you clock in and then you leave to go get breakfast. It has nothing to do with your hair.
2: <laughs> hey, they guy- got they came to work late, clocked in, and then clocked out to go get breakfast and they came back.
1: And then came back.
2: Where they do that at?
1: Say I, I, I ain't I ain't gonna call no names. <laughs> but but and and that and that's not race specific, that's generational specific. Cause just just, just as just as you know, black people might clock in and, and and shoot the Mickey D's and come back, white people gonna clock in and run to Starbucks and come back. Or just be completely late because they went to Starbucks so i'm I'm not point, I'm not pointing out now out any ethnicity I'm pointing out the culture
2: there you go i I to say it till my till I'm dead in the grave bro the, today's culture one part of it definitely is attention seeking but I can tell you another part of today's culture I feel like across the board people have to have to admit is that that entitlement that that, breed, that brings along laziness. And it baffles me that so many Americans specifically, and we're not talking about a specific race at all, I'm talking about Americans. Like, I know so many Americans that have taken advantage of this COVID situation based on the fact that so many Americans just hate the ideal of working. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say it again. So many Americans today, millennials, Gen Z, they hate the ideal of working. And I understand that working is not fun but a lot of y'all knew that the main goal when you guys grew up was hey I'm gonna have to get a job you know to sustain the lifestyle that I want it is what it is that is the American way see when I was talking about the 50s earlier you're talking about a time period where you can you could you could literally manage a household with one job with one person having one job and and, and talk about a house, a man, a wife, and multiple children, maybe maybe two or three. You're talking about a time period where that was possible, and working obviously was not the ideal, but it, they knew what had to be done. See, now we're progressing so much to a point where you literally have people out there that are pushing towards a world where you just get a check for being an American, bruh. Bro, I'm in America. I need a check because I'm living, breathing, and I'm on this soil. And I need to be given a check because I'm here. Yeah, send me that check, uh, and and I'm going to stay home. I'm going to stay out the way. I'm not going to commit no crime. I'm going to just, you know, just give me my check. $2,000 a month, bet. That's going to pay my rent, blah, blah, blah. Cool. That's where we are in America right now because people have become – so entitled and lazy. That is scary to think that if that is the mindset today, what is going to be the mindset in five or 10 years? Because eventually people are going to start voting in that way. People are going to start trying to find out ways to make that possible. That's what we're moving towards. Because once again, the big question is when is progression enough progression? When have we, when can we sit there and say, you know what? We good here. We good here. We've we've included LGBT. We got we got black characters on, on TV. We we have Jewish characters on TV. We got people fucking each other on on TV. <laughs> we you know we got we we got all kind of in what we would consider inappropriate relationships. Twenty years ago, they're appropriate now. When is it enough? Can we dog? Howard Stern ran from like 1985 to 2005. Basically, when we, we, we me and you was born. Yeah. T- until we was adults. And what he what he did was considered shock jock radio. Bruh, if he was doing that today, no, he'd just be a considered another podcaster.
1: He wouldn't be doing numbers at all.
2: Nigga had 20 million viewers at one point. That that's amazing. We can barely get five hundred, and we talk about shit that's probably way more runchy than he talk about. Bro,
1: just just think about Jerry Springer. Do you think J- just think Jack about has, Jerry Springer and his oh, height?
2: Man. Jerry Springer from from nine from like ninety three to to, to two thousand two thousand seven two thousand eight something like that. Probably even longer. But once again, that's that's when a lot of us was kids to adults. Mm hmm. Bro you talking about the culture change, like when you think about it, and I talked about this not too long ago, but I even thought about the concept of mean girls and like people, people, we grew up in a, in a era where we were just looking at this shit as entertainment, not realizing that this shit was shaping the culture because nowadays you could pretty much look at a lot of women today and be like, you probably was a mean girl, <laughs> cause you a mean girl now. Like you got that energy, cause don't forget, man. We we live in an era where you got people walking around with shirts that say, "I'm a bad bitch," "I'm a savage." You know what I'm saying? You got you got you know you got people that that wear their ideologies across their chest on their hats. They tattoo it in their skin. Like people are not hiding anymore. Back then, when you were, if you were a mean person. You'd have to really get close to a person to realize that they was mean. Nowadays, people people are projecting their 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 rudeness and their their terrible behavior on a freaking on a, on a on a phone screen for you to see at your leisure. Yeah, they not hiding it no more. Like like they not hiding no more. Like
1: the videos we see of 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 people. Oh, I'm gonna break up with this person or. I'm going to tell my my current girlfriend that my ex was better and I'm going to record it and I'm going to post it on social media because she's going to cry. Yeah, you ain't and like
2: that yeah, shit. You ain't like
1: that shit. That, that shit just annoys me that we've come to the point where we're willingly laughing and picking at our loved ones. This, these aren't just random people. This isn't um, punked on MTV or, or was it punked or was it pranked? I, f- I forget what it's called. See? Punk. see how, it was punked. Yeah, see how old I am? See, this is this isn't punk where you're playing jokes on people on rent. like you're telling your loved ones, hey, I don't love you, and then you're recording it for a reaction.
2: Because uh, cause what? What's the overall goal?
1: To get laughs, to get likes, to get notoriety to get attention from people you don't know. You're hurting the people that you know and love for the attention of those that you don't know. And I just can't understand it. And it's it's like Kind of, kind of, kind of the, when we t- we were talking about work and, you know, the way that my grandparents worked versus the way my parents worked versus the way that I work versus the way that our, my kids are going to work. man, that is completely different. Like, I, I'll in a
2: span in a span of 20 years.
1: And I'll, I'll talk to my mom to this day. Like she, she retired and went back to work. And I'm like, why are you working so hard? Why are you working on the weekend and, and this and this if you don't have to? Like I will work on the weekend if I have to. I've been working from home most of this year, and she's still been going in every day. And she's like, I don't, I don't understand y'all in this in this day and age. And then she, it's a possibility that my kids will never go into an office building. They'll they'll, they'll, they'll go to school, go to college, never. and then just continue to work from home. And Hopefully they don't work from my house. They get their own damn house. But you know they may never go into a brick and mortar establishment where they have to put on a tie and a and a jacket, and they have to do the look code switching that we have to do from time to time. They may never have to do that. Never. And we gonna have to hit them with the back in my day, you had to. Yep. You weren't shucking and jiving, but you might have you might have been scooting and sliding.
2: Back in my day, I had to wear pants when I went to an interview. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not only did not only did oh, I man. have a shirt and a tie, I had on a pant to match.
2: Pants? Can you believe it? They see my whole body. I had pants the <laughs> whole day. Yes, I wasn't just a I wasn't just a, a torso. Like I was a, I was an actual man. You had to literally, you, I had to go into an office and sit at a panel one time for an interview. Like. They're not gonna feel that type of pressure, bro. Society is moving to moving away from in social interaction. That was the point of COVID. COVID was COVID is is a great reset of culture, because the culture wasn't the people up, up top. They were they were they knew they felt it was time. It's twenty twenty. We gotta we gotta we gotta find out a way to to make people less dependent. On social interaction, just bottom line, because I think that social media came about in the 2010s, and I believe about 2014, 2015, I believe you start reaching the height of people just being all over each other. I think I think you're you're witnessing it now because COVID has gotten to the point where. If you're like, and I just recently got back on on Snapchat after a long time, and it's very, 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 very much the same. Um, <laughs> and the one thing that I noticed is like, you know, I see people are still going out. They're still in crowded places, but I know for a fact that there are people on the other side, because you've seen it on Reddit, that will see this and be like, oh my God, Janice, do you see this? They're, they're, they're all on top of each other. They're touching each other. Oh my God. So many people in one room. Bro, y'all was just doing this 10 months ago. This was the norm 10 months ago. Janice, you probably was in there twerking too. Well, what, you, what are you? Now y'all judging that shit? Yeah,
1: you was, was in the me. sweaty, getting dry humped.
2: Janice didn't have shoes on. <laughs> Janice didn't have shoes on when she left. She was walking barefooted to her car. And then the next morning when she did the walk of shame, she probably was she probably had no panties on and she probably was still barefooted and so on and so forth. But that's my point. The culture changes so fast. All you need is that one domino to fall. And it just happens to be that in this current in this current generation, the domino that needed to fall was COVID. And along with COVID came a lot of other bullshit. I mean, you said something about only fans earlier, and once mm-hmm. again, just just thinking about Howard Stern. Howard Stern was, you know, that was his thing. You know, it was unique to him. He, I want to say, him and Pamela Anderson had one of uh, a pretty, um, uh, memorable a memorable interview. Uh, I want to say I probably and Nicole probably was on there too. I mean, I think he so. was that guy when it came to that. And we used to in in that era which was from 85 to 2005. We used to by the time we were 15, 16, we used to like that's the type of shit that we literally stayed up at night waiting for our parents to go to bed, go to bed, you know, for us to to see that type of stuff. I mean, we were the era where if you stayed up long enough, you was watching BET uncut, you were seeing girls going wild commercials pop up like we were the era where porn was on videotapes you didn't have instant access 24 hour porn on your, in your hand. Like it, we were that air. We didn't. So when we see this now, the accessibility of it is wild. But when I say the accessibility of it is wild is because I could probably just call up. I could probably hit up any random girl on Snapchat or Instagram. And she's probably going to give me the same porn style interview that howard stern was getting from porn stars with notoriety that were famous yeah you're talking about millionaire icon porn stars you and, and i could i could hit up a female randomly that's gonna give me that same energy that same type of content bro for the for the free
1: you you seen the shit that i sent you that 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 came from
2: fine with it be fine with it they'd be fine with it they probably I mean you know that'd be, that'd be that's <laughs> progression that's what we've that's what we'd advanced to this is where this is what we've come to and and and, I, 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 and and am i bad no because personally for me I just I just thank god i don't have a daughter but personally for me I just look at it from a standpoint of when I look at the 50s and i look at the 2020s and what it's going to become, what it's going to look like. I just wonder, what can we really judge after a while? What can we say is not acceptable? Because it's acceptable for a woman, to for a woman, I'm talking about an educated woman, a, a woman with brains and beauty that is fully capable of getting a job. It is acceptable for her to be a porn star, to be a stripper, to be on OnlyFans, like that is acceptable now. That is seen as a hustle. That is seen as hard-earned income. We can't judge her. What can we judge? And, and then there are articles out there that are like, you shouldn't judge that. And matter of fact, if a woman like that, if you, if you if if that's a potential wife, then you should you should take that into consideration because that is a potential wife. And and I'm looking like, hold on there was a point of time where women actually felt the pressure of being homely women and actually presenting, presenting themselves or, cause once again, if you're presenting yourself, this may not be who you are. Cause we already know a lot of women out there that in, in the streets, they're well-mannered, well-behaved, they're, they're, you know, career women, they're professional, but in the sheets be freaked out. That's what we're used to. That's what we. That's what we were taught growing up. That's what we. That's what we saw as the norm growing up. Shit, now they, now they belong to the streets, and they freaks in. They freaks in the sheets. It's like, well, she for everybody. W- what am I doing? Like, well, how do I tell? How do I tell the good ones from the, from the bad ones? Like, what is the? How do you get somebody to discern from what is a potential wife or even potential husband? once again this, these times feel kind of confusing
1: and honestly there's been on, there's only two things that I've seen that's been completely purged from the internet that two girls in one cup video and any any remnants of Drake's mom Drake's baby mama doing any kind of um salacious salacious um pornographic kind of kind of entertainment those are the only two things that I've seen be completely removed from the Internet. So, you know, you got these only accounts and, and everything that goes on. And it's, it's all well and good now when you're, you know, 24 and, and, and everything. But when it gets to, OK, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm 29, I'm, I'm 30, I'm 31. I'm, I'm trying to settle down. I'm trying to start a family. And I come across a well and I come across a J and, you know, they just happen to Google me. And this pops up. And it's kind of like, oh, OK, yeah. Is my level of acceptance where it's like, OK, yeah, you did this when you were younger. Whoop de whoop. I understand. Or is it kind of like, oh, that's how you get down. And I got to be, you know, embarrassed in front of in front of my boys because you know, they might end up Googling you. Moms might end up Googling you because that's 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 where we are now. We're a society that relies on the Internet. So, you know, you get to Googling each other and you find these things and then it's kind of like, you know, yeah, she did that in her youth. Yeah, she did that. Or, or are we at the point where it's like, oh, well, you know, sex work is normal. That's normal. Every, everybody got their titties on the Internet. That's, it's normal now. And I'm not knocking it and I'm not supporting it. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm honestly curious as like how how was that going to be received? That's not a question that either one of us can answer right now.
2: By twenty twenty-five, two and three women will have had or will have sexually explicit content for your viewing on the internet. Two and in three women,
1: bro. That's, that's so. That's, that's what forty-eight months from now.
2: Yeah, I truly, I truly believe that, and you. I don't. I may not have the answer as to how that's going to be received, but just understand that Willie F ain't marrying none of them thoughts. I'm not. It ain't happening. It's not happening because I. Be, shout out to my boy Sean. I believe in universal laws. I still, I still agree with the mindset of can't turn a hoe into a housewife. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do believe. You know, in and if once again from a p- female perspective if if a female f- believes that once a cheater always a cheater shit, then d- don't get with a cheater i'm just letting y'all know that i have my i have my rules of life my rules of life are for me that's how i live my life i don't let what i perceive as societal norms shape my life they tell me i gotta uh they tell me i should uh I should consider marrying a prostitute. I tell them they could jump off a cliff. They tell me that I should I should get with a chick that got an OnlyFans. I tell them they should they should you know change their sex. You know it's like what do you what are you doing? Like do what you can't tell me what to do with my life. Just like I can't tell you what to do with yours. So what society has going on doesn't really matter to me. So
1: how this it's gonna is... be
2: received? I think.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your point.
2: No, I'm saying how I think it's gonna be received. I believe that men that aren't worth their salt, I believe that a lot of those men are going to marry prostitutes. I believe a lot of these, a lot of men in the in the next three or four years are gonna have girlfriends that have OnlyFans and, and and do a lot of things like that. And I believe a lot of those men are going to die fucking miserable.
1: And, and and even to that point, it's a it's a it's a lot of men out here that, have you know, have never had a steady career or a steady job that are looking for these highly successful women. And trying to you're going to try to normalize trying to, you know, be a rapper in and at 40, you're going to normalize still being a dope boy at 35. You're going to try to make that fit into society so that, you know, you're wildly accepted instead of and and. Pfft, I know a dope boy is is never somebody's dream or anything like that. But instead of saying, hey, let me be better because I want better. And a lot of a lot of people won't do that. It's kind of like and it's kind of like, all right, we're, we're normal. We're normalizing everything. You know, anything people throw out there, we're, we're normalizing it. All right, let's 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 normalize people dating transgenders. All right, cool. You want to normalize that? All right. What if I meet a transgender person? You don't tell me you're transgender. And, you know, we get to this conversation and, you know, oh, well, um, I, 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 th- I want I want kids. Oh, well, see, I used to be a man. Now that I'm a, I'm a woman. I can't I don't have you know, I don't have a uterus. I don't have ovaries. I can't have a, a child. But we we, we we could adopt. Like, and, and I, I know a lot of these conversations are being had ahead of time because I, I've, I've seen the dangers in the trans community where, you know, men with so much machismo will come across these trans trans women and, you know, they'll just freak out and they end up hurting them. They end up killing them. I get that. But I also know that a lot of these conversations aren't being had either because people are people still out here having raw sex with STDs and not having these conversations. So, you know, people are, aren't having these conversations. So you're getting to these points with people where you've led them to believe one thing and then it actually turns out to be another one. But you're going to say it's all well and good because we're normalizing these things. You can't normalize everything. And that's where we are as a society. We we're, we like you said, we've just gone too far. Everything is normal now. You got to put the reins on something.
2: How do you, how do you have a civilized society with no rules?
1: And the, and the, it honestly seems like that's what everybody wants. Nobody wants to be told what to do. It's a, it's the quote it's quote unquote Karen's who can't go, bro. I was in the store yesterday. You know how 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 in the movies they'd have like the poker dealer with the visor or whatever. This mm-hmm. woman literally it looked like she had the visor on her face but it was flipped upside down. Jeez. And I was like white people will do everything but comply and it's like this is the level of oppression that you can't handle regardless of how minorities have been repressed been oppressed for years and years and years but you wearing a mask for the 15 to 20 minutes that you're in the grocery store is so oppressing to you that you have to do any and everything to get around it except comply now so so anytime go ahead i
2: thought the visors were compliant I think
1: I see a lot of people wearing a visor. Now, I'm not talking like the face shield. This is like literally like was like a visor that like was open. Like like if you sneezed it hit and it just spraying out. Like if if people you like like it's not stopping <laughs> she anything. She looked she looked look dumb and like I wanted to yeah, say yeah. I want to say ma'am, can I take a picture of you cuz you look stupid. Like I, I wanted <laughs> yeah, to say yeah. that. Just, 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 just hey, I'm not I don't want to sneak and do it. I want to take a full on picture of you cuz you look dumb. But it's like, this is the level of oppression that you can't handle. This is, this is it. This, despite you, know, despite everything that happened to minorities in the past that's happening right now. Do you
2: give them credit for fighting back?
1: No, I don't give them credit for fighting back because they don't want to give us credit for fighting back. Oh, well, why didn't why didn't you just do what the officer said? Or, you know, if they told you to to pull your pants up, why didn't you just pull your pants up? You know, you know, you don't get any credit for for fighting back because you don't give anybody else any credit for fighting back. You want people to comply, then you should comply. So you can say so you can lead by example. But then when they tell you to do something that you don't want to do, now you want to now you all against it. No, you get no
2: credit. That, that's interesting that's interesting. I, I, I feel like that's a conversation that counterfeits kind this episode and it does it but at the same time it's definitely funny that you say that because I was looking at I was I was looking from a, I was looking at a situation from a world view because I just want people to understand that there are there are anti mask lockdowns happening worldwide like I was I was looking at an anti- mask uh, protest that was happening in Germany. There are some that were happening in uh, some parts of Southern Africa or some happening in, in some Asian countries, and obviously there are a lot happening in the United States. But it's not to take away from you, what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying, but I believe a lot of people that have learned from history, they have gotten to the point where they feel like, bruh, before shit gets worse off, we better resist. And I believe that in every part of in our in in history, especially American history, there has been a resistance. And I've always kind of in my mind, I'm like you, I've always wondered why the resistance wasn't met with with more with more of an army at times. like I, to this day, I'm be honest with you, Jay. I really get mad at our ancestors for not for not really resisting at the levels that they should have resisted because when you really look at how slavery, was implemented and even how it ended i'm telling you if you really look at it from an open mind you get pissed off at our ancestors bro to like like, real talk you get you 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 will look at the numbers
1: you'll look at the numbers and be like you let one person tell 30 of y'all
2: what to do and he He had and he just had a whip Yeah, yeah bro once again, I, we can I, I can. I can empathize with them because obviously, you beat somebody into submission and you put that fear in them. Obviously, it's very doable because once again, you tell motherfuckers that a a, a, a virus has a a ninety nine percent survivability rate, and now everybody stuck. They trapped in the house. They don't want to go nowhere. They don't want to shake your hand, and they freaking the fuck out. So I can believe that a group of people can be subdued by one little four-man or four-person family i can believe it oh yeah that it's, it's like it's,
1: th- it's like when you see in, in a movie you know somebody messes up i don't hurt that person i hurt somebody close to them and they don't mm-hmm. mess up anymore
2: pretty much it's chess man yeah it's it's really chess and i think that the psychological warfare that were put on our people gives them somewhat of an, somewhat of an excuse but I'm really tripped out of how like more people didn't lose their fucking minds. I'm really shocked that there weren't more slave serial killers out there. Like I believe that. Look, once again, hindsight is 2020. I'm just really shocked that because I mean I'm gonna be real with you. I I mean I know for a fact that you know, it's <laughs> servitude is not unique to Africans. Servitude is something that the Irish went through, Italians, Jews, like being indentured slaves is not unique to Africans in a sense of we weren't the only slaves on this planet. But when you hear about some of the resistance movements and the bloodshed, it's really shocking to me that from a black perspective, there are only so many rebellious movements That they talk about. And remember, people, don't think that I believe it. Because remember, winners write the history. There are probably thousands of revolts. But we don't know about many. And that's shocking to me. That's very shocking to me. That's why I just can't trust what they teach me all the time. And remember, the things that are going on right now, they can can make up any type of narrative they want to 20 years from now. Because you know why? A lot of us ain't even going to care. A lot of us are just trying to get through this shit.
1: That's exactly what I was A gonna say. Us, In about fifteen years, this is gonna be bigger than slavery,
2: Bruh, I I said when this first happened, I told people when when they shit hit the fan, and I and, and shit was getting fishy for me. I said COVID nineteen is gonna be one of the biggest conspiracy theories that, that presents itself since JFK. And because I don't, I believe nine eleven, you could call you could talk about the conspiracy theories that uh, surround 9-11, but that JFK was something of, of unique. That was unique. That was interesting. It was like, bruh. And even, honestly, the the Martin Luther King assassination was was, was pretty interesting, too. I find Malcolm X COVID-19, to be, be
1: interesting, too. Bruh. I, I, I also think that was level, an inside job, too, but that's another story.
2: Yeah, on a mainstream level, at that time, a lot of people wanted Malcolm dead. A lot of people don't know that a lot of people wanted JFK dead. It wasn't just really unique to, to Southern Democrats. A lot of motherfuckers did not like JFK. A lot of people don't like the Kennedys. The Kennedys are seen as Satanists. They're yeah. like, they're like they're evil. And it's interesting because so many of their ideals are still, you know, carried on this mantle as if they had the answer. And once again, the Kennedy and the Kennedys are very racist, by the way. Uh, but that's that's another story for another day. But the Kennedys, man, they were not liked. But if you look at him, if you was to look at it right now, you would think that the Kennedys were just this loving America's family. Like JFK is uh, America's president forever. Everybody loved him, and then you start thinking to yourself, "Damn, if everybody loved him, why they kill that
1: nigga?"
2: <laughs> just saying, just saying. If he if he was so beloved, I mean, she, he he ain't last long. He ain't last long.
1: Some motherfuckers. Somebody gotta hate somebody you. Got, no, somebody gotta hate somebody
2: you. Somebody gotta hate the hell out of you to just dog. Somebody gotta hate the hell out of you to kill you in broad daylight and have your brain splatter on your wife with that the magic hate. bullet, bro. That is hate.
1: Have you ever have you ever been in Dallas and driven like that route or been like past that area?
2: Believe believe it or not, uh, JJ fool ass took me to that shit and like was walking me through that shit. It was pretty funny because. Somebody of his mental capacity, I didn't think that he would be interested in something like that. But uh, he was very, very interested in that shit, and like he was walking me through shit. Took me to the to the to the building where where uh, what you, I was about to say John Wilkes Boots. Whoa, Ooh, that's how this.
1: You, you reach back to them Lincoln days.
2: <laughs> yeah, long story short, yeah, I did. Was that that
1: was Lee Harvey Oswald, right?
2: Yeah, that was Lee. Harvey. Oh, man, I'm tripping, man.
1: Now, I'm the historical man. honcho. Look at this.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, the Kennedys weren't liked. Um, and the last thing I'm going to say on, on culture, because I feel like we, we've we talked their head off, and I think they get the point right now. Um, it, It's pretty much a consensus that I know I don't care for today's culture. I take advantage of it in certain ways, I'm not going to lie but I don't care for it because I don't, I, I personally feel like I wouldn't want to raise a young child in this world. I, I'm so glad my ch- my son is at his age and he, he'll tell you straight up, like I'll be chilling, bro. it will be quiet. And I just, I, he'll be saying, he'll, I'll be listening to something and I'll see something. I will just look at him and be like, bro, I feel sorry for your generation. He asked him, I tell him that all the time. And he'll tell you straight up, like, I know exactly what you mean. Cause like, my my son is he's observant, he sees what's going on but i honestly think that it's so bad that if you, somebody would have said that to us growing up we would have thought they was tripping cuz we didn't think it was that bad but like it's already fucked up for my my son and them to the point of they walking around school with a mask on it, like kids getting sent home for coughing you know what I'm saying? The classroom size, at average, is probably a 13 kids. Ain't nobody at their basketball games. Like, duh. bro, how people do, do people are going
1: somebody? to the emergency room during the winter time, and they'll test you for COVID and nothing else. Maybe I got the flu. Maybe I just got
2: the flu. Y'all ain't even gonna check me for that. Maybe my body is just adjusting to the to the weather change. Cause I thought I thought that happened to everybody at least at one point between fall, you know, fall winter to spring. It just just imagine, bro. Like when pollen get bad out here, bro. Everybody gonna have COVID.
1: <laughs> bro, and luckily, anything that's not a symptom of perfect health is a COVID symptom. A runny yeah, nose, literally. itchy eyes, a scratchy throat, a headache, fever anything that's not perfect health is a a COVID symptom. So it's like, well, shit. I can't fucking live. Can I live?
2: Bruh. If you get sick, you have COVID. It is that simple. And it's not a joke. This is real. If you get sick to the point of you, you, you also don't feel well, meaning okay, you got a sore throat, you got itchy eyes, you are you are going to be prompted to stay home because you are sick. And that is a symptom of COVID being sick is a symptom of COVID. It's that simple. And, 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 and all I'm saying is, you know, that's, I get it. I get it. We're, we're trying to push for a more healthy society, but when is enough enough? When can, when can we just be a person that, well, I don't feel a hundred percent, but I still want to go for a walk. Damn. I got a sore throat. I don't got AIDS. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody, somebody got, uh, uh, man, just imagine somebody walking around with the pink eye right now. Like you got a pink eye, bruh, bruh. You might as well have syphilis. Straight up, up, bruh. Yeah, man. But anyways, man, like I said, y'all get it. I don't care for the culture today. Um, if if my, my my suggestion is if we are where we are today i'm i'll be fine with it if i know that this is as far as it's going to go cuz i'm really scared for the future when we celebrate things like somebody waking up one day and saying you know what i no longer want to be a human i want to be a giraffe and then we clap for him i don't i don't want to live in a world where I don't want to live in a world where you think I hate you because I've criticized you for being obese rather than I'm just trying to let you know that, Hey, you pre-diabetic, you know, you, do you feel well? Because you, you're, you're, you're not even 35. You're not even close to 40 and you're in a, and you're going around Walmart in a wheelie. Come on. Like, you know, that we need that we need to do something about that. We shouldn't be clapping for you because we're po- we want you to feel positive and feel good about your body. Like blind optimism is not something that we should be celebrating. Like sometimes you can be optimistic to a fail.
1: I'm I'm I don't clapping live f- in that world. I'm clapping for you because you're trying. I don't care if you're at the at the track and you barely putting one foot in front of your other one just walking and it's taking you a full hour to walk three miles you're trying. That's what I applaud. Acceptance is something that, that we, acceptance is the participation trophy of life.
2: And we, we were, we, the generation, right? The younger part of our generation, but whether you're Gen X or millennial, that younger portion is the portion that started getting those participation trophies because, I didn't. I didn't receive participation trophies. Like we was out there, either win or lose. You like, I know for a fact that I don't remember getting the second and third place trophies. I remember getting recognized, but we were not getting trophies. My son and them, they was getting trophies for third place. They was getting medals for third place. Like, it that looked
1: just like the first place ones.
2: So what am I fighting for? What's the incentive to be better? That's how I sum. That's how I sum up the culture today. Because I mean, it's all this attention seeking. It's all this it's all this entitlement and laziness and then you gotta ask yourself, what is the incentive for all of these people to get better? What is what is what would this current society right now look like if everybody was trying to be their best rather than just trying to get attention? Because right now a lot of people are not trying to be their best. Cause if you were really trying to be your best and you were studying for something, you were trying to be a doctor, trying to get to that next level the best the greatest they're not allowing any distractions they're they're all the all the all the bread and circus type bullshit they're putting that to the side and they finna full on put they put their mind in the books and they finna get to the to get to the next level nobody we're not doing that these days we 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 doing lines in, in the restroom <laughs> <laughs> we smoking weed we partying every night and then and oh. then we we
1: I just thought about another comparison of think of Saved by the Bell compared to Euphoria.
2: Man, well, the, I the, mean,
1: the the worst thing you had to deal with was Kelly Kapas- Kapowski on Adderall,
2: bruh. And I ain't never seen Euphoria, but I, I I just I looked at the plot and I saw that there was transgender characters, I, and I seen that they're in high school, bro my son my son. told I asked my son about high school obviously and he was like you know there's some gay dudes in there blah blah, blah. but then again we're kind of in the suburbs, so I don't think that he's seeing what they see in the inner city high school but based on what I've heard about the show Shameless and Euphoria and what I've seen on um, uh, what is it 13 Ways to Die what is that show 13, 13 reasons, reasons Why 13 Reasons Why oh I butchered the fuck I must be tired <laughs> <laughs> I must be tired i'm trying to I'm, I'm talking about assassins in the in the 19th century <laughs> i don't know what i got going on look man yeah that's a, that's a good example bro that's a good example because uh yeah that's a good example saved by the bell euphoria Whew. i I much i would definitely rather go to bayside versus whatever fucking school zendaya goes to because uh they on crack at 17 already and uh <laughs> that ain't cool bro that ain't cool but anyways man as always it's a joy to be here speaking to the shamble god himself yesterday was was ho's birthday we were posting a record on ho's birthday for for sentimental value i think but um and it's weird
1: because when i logged into i logged into skype today i see that you had you called me i was like why didn't he just text me and be like, hey, I'm ready. Like, because I was, I was like, hey, I'm going to grab these tacos and then I'll be ready. It was like, all right, cool. And then I see you attempt to, to, to Skype me. I was like, why didn't you just call me?
2: I fell asleep. Okay. I fell asleep for about 30 minutes. Respect. And I was just like, fuck it. And, and, I, and I told myself I'd rather, I like, I do, I like Saturdays. We, yeah, we did just, discuss it's that. It's easier, man. It's easier. I wouldn't mind Friday. I wasn't that tired, but I definitely took me like a, a late day nap. That whole hit, too. That whole hit. I ain't gonna lie.
1: Let me read this. But yeah, yeah.
2: So you that's, I I I, 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 I slipped, I slipped, I slipped uh, my little
1: Jay Z quote funny. in today, so I I I got it, you know. Boy the boy hoe oh,
2: when I go back and listen, you, you, I mean, I'ma catch it. I know I am. I, I even yeah, went, i went all the way I'll back
1: catch. to reasonable doubt. So, you know, phew, the levels to it. Oh, okay,
2: okay. But okay. That, okay, that's there, what's up. That's there's what's a whole there's a whole fifty one?
1: Fifty one, yeah. And what I and what I was gonna do, and I'll probably still do it. I might do it sometime this weekend. I'm gonna pick one song from each album, and I'm gonna make an album out of out of out of those songs. So I, I might do something like that this weekend, just
2: just to pass the time. You know. And what's your what's your uh what's your Apple Music handle?
1: Uh, it's it's the same as always. T H A underscore M O N S T A R. Be on the lookout. Yeah, yeah y'all forget. should
2: follow y'all should follow this young man. He be putting playlists together. Uh. I would say fault. I think I think Christian puts some together too, right? Hey, he Chris, Chris is like the that.
1: playlist is the playlist god. I got yeah,
2: man. I mean, wait, y'all y'all got a lot of time on y'all hands, bro. I <laughs> 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 fuck with you. Yeah, that, I, I got some too, but y'all are y'all have some unique ones. That that, that big Sean, and little Wayne. I was like, I don't know what you was going through, but he you 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 put it together. It was about two of them songs I ain't never heard, so I appreciate that, man. Uh, the, the world needs people like you not really but really um, look man <laughs> you, got, you got words of advice
1: yes 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 my words of advice are don't invest in people more than you invest in yourself a lot of the times we run around and we make these investments in our friends and our coworkers, and we want them to do better A more than they want to do better for themselves and B more than we want to do better for our own selves so my words of advice are don't invest more into other people than you are investing in
2: yourself that's 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 pretty sound advice um I guess today's episode today's episode is pretty much just gonna be the influence my words of advice meaning uh I mean don't be afraid to be that black sheep in a herd of a bunch of white sheep you know it conformity isn't always necessary it's 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 okay to stand out if that if that standing out is is beneficial to you and yours alone i mean it is what it is sometimes you have to make that sacrifice and um once again conformity is not always the answer i know i know it's tough to to want to stand out i know standing out can be it can be a scary thing but you know just remember conformity is than always the answer i know i've said this before but i feel like you know perfect way to end today's episode and um you know uh, we, 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 we we're we on spotify we're on google play uh well it's, it's not google play anymore is it
1: uh it's is it google, google music podcast. now or or google it's
2: google, google music now yeah. or is it google you, podcast you, yeah, whatever, it is. whatever
1: google uses i don't know anybody that well, uses that knows? google stuff so if you do use that google stuff what the fucks wrong with you
2: <laughs> if you're feeling fancy, go for it. You know, if you want to be on there, go for it. Uh, hopefully, we pop up in your your Spotify 2020 recap. I don't know how that shit works, but if we just happen to pop up on there, let us know. That'd be much appreciated. Uh, but obviously, Apple Podcasts still going hard. Uh, episode 197 feels good. We used to be number uh, one on Google. I don't believe- know if
1: we still are. Haven't Googled us lately.
2: Um, you know, it, it is what it is. They be hating, but straight up, man, don't forget, you know, rate, subscribe, leave a comment. It's it's much appreciated. I think we're I think we're like at 29 right now. I'd like to get to 50 before the end of the year, but that's wishful thinking. So hey, we may we may do a little drawing or something based on the show notes that Jay puts out. So for you people out there that don't like to read, you're going to be very mad if we do like a Christmas giveaway and and you miss it because you don't want to read some show notes. So keep that in mind.
1: What's our status but, on um, merch?
2: I mean, we'll, we'll get together and, and decide what we want to do. It, it was something actually personal with the guy that puts together our merch. So I kind of wanted to give him some time to grieve. Okay. So that's why I didn't I didn't say anything. Uh but I, I'll get at them. It's it's the Christmas season and everybody could use a little extra money. So uh, I'm guessing maybe sweaters, uh, some hoodies that we might might give away a hoodie or something like that. Who knows? Who knows? We might sell some, who knows. Uh still got tank tops that we can give out as well, but uh, you know. Thank you guys for listening and you're welcome. Uh <laughs> But anyways, With that being said,
1: this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But, ever
0: since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary